Hi there, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is unemployment fraud. My pleasure to be speaking with Dr. Christopher Pearson. He is the founder and CEO of Black Cloak. Chris, always a pleasure to speak with you. Tom, it's great to be here with you. So unemployment fraud, how has this grown to be such a concern in the executive suite over the past year? I think there are a few reasons. I mean, first and foremost, over the past year in 2020, we've seen just a massive increase in actual unemployment fraud hitting individuals, hitting everyone in the United States uh, as a result of COVID, as a result of the ease of access of this data, and quite honestly, hitting executive teams and, and, and hitting them because, look, the fact of the matter is that their personal information is out there on public data broker websites. It's out there for the taking. In many cases, it's on the websites of these companies themselves in the social media profiles, includes all the directions as to how to navigate their personal lives, so to speak. And so it's right there in live real time on the front pages of the news every day and hitting into the corporate sector as well. So Chris, a couple of follow-up questions. One is, how is it perpetrated? And two, why is this now a CISO issue? Yeah, so in terms of how it's perpetrated, Quite simply, cyber criminals are able to go ahead and use publicly accessible data. It's private data, but it's publicly accessible. A lot of this is on what some websites called data broker websites. It includes your name, address, phone numbers, information about your children, your spouse, significant others, as well as other information that allows you to more easily figure out who that person is in social engineer and get those detailed points that you can go ahead and file or submit a claim. It's secondarily enhanced by information that's on the dark web. So for some states that will require exact date of birth or exact social security number, all that information is there and right for the taking. Third, you're able to get a really clean profile on the person in terms of the full encyclopedic view of them by going to the social media page for the company, right on the leadership page, the executive bio page or the board page. It's all, it's all right there. And so you're able to round that story out. And Look, the fact of the matter is, is that in terms of states and state agencies, they're not doing identity proofing as it relates to are you actually you as it relates to the unemployment fraud in many cases, our unemployment claims in many places. And so as a result, people are able to get through using that data, right? Then the attack happens from there. The, the reason why it's a corporate issue and an issue for the CISO is that the burden ends up being on the business as well, not just the victim. When you have an entire executive team, I don't know, 20, 30 person executive team that is taken down, that is impacted uh, by uh, unemployment fraud, this becomes a matter where the first thing that happens is, hey, it might be identity theft, it might be some other issue, we don't know what happened, it might be a breach. And so it involves a general counsel, it involves the chief information security officer, it involves someone with executive benefits because those are the people that are targeted. And that's why it lands right on the front doorstep of the CISO almost every time. Chris, where are the checks and balances that one might expect to be in place to detect and prevent this type of fraud? Well, when you think about it, unemployment fraud and filing for unemployment claims is different than your traditional identity theft type of case, where somebody is maybe grabbing your information and then applying for credit. And then as part of that credit check, right, into Experian or TransUnion or Equifax, part of that credit check that then you know, hey, somebody's requested credit, 
and determination as to whether or not it should be approved, which then can allow the person either to, well, maybe the executive has a freeze on their account, or at least some type of identity theft insurance and program in place. In terms of unemployment fraud, that the same controls don't exist there. You're not asking for credit, so it's not hitting the credit files. This is simply a, my, uh, my name is Chris Pearson, here's my date of birth, here's my address information, some other notable quotables, and I want to go ahead and file for unemployment claims. And then the state will process it. That identity proofing part of the process is left to 50 different states. Sometimes other county or local agencies can be involved in that. Uh, it's very decentralized and doesn't have the same rigors and checks as somebody trying to seek financial accounts or other types of accounts that would hit credit reporting agencies and bureaus would have. And so as a result, it's almost a straight pass through in terms of you asked for it, you got it. And when you're able to take down those 20 execs, it then right goes straight to the company. So I know you've got some expertise here because unfortunately you've seen plenty of examples of this. What can you share with us about companies that have been deeply impacted by this unemployment fraud? Yeah, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is that when you think about unemployment fraud, you think about it being a crime that is associated with the with the victim, with the actual individual who's uh, been filed on behalf of. Um, but it it really spans out further. You know, two stories kind of bring this to bring this home. Uh, we just had recently a large retailer have some 35, 40 executives that were literally taken offline in terms of from their daily duties because they didn't know if they had an internal, more executive benefits type of breach. They didn't know if they had an executive assistant type of breach. They just knew that within the spans of a week, every single executive on their team had had unemployment fraud, uh, unemployment claims filed on their behalf. And so what you actually had was the company hiring outside counsel, getting inside counsel involved, the chief information security involved, looking at forensics firms, looking at chief human resource officers in the executive uh, benefits area. And so it literally just sapped the executive resources of a team for several different weeks by which they were not necessarily paying as much time and attention to the, the store, so to speak, um, but they were minding and binding this issue. So it's a huge impact to the business. And here's the, here's the, the, the really, you know, the, the, the part of it that really impacts the company is it isn't like somebody else can go clean it up on your behalf. The whole reason you're there is someone else was acting as me. And so it becomes something where the actual executive has to go ahead and fight through the layers of, of paperwork. We had another company that was in the life sciences industry. And, and Tom, as you know, and everyone else knows, I mean, firms that are associated with, let's just say, pharmaceutical, biomed types of companies and COVID-19 vaccines, they're being heavily targeted for intellectual property, as well as other things. Look, the fact of the matter is, is that these companies have beefed up their public profiles for investors and for a whole bunch of other uh, uh, public facing reasons. And as a result, even created a further roadmap. And we just had one of those life sciences companies recently similarly impacted under 20 executives, but similarly impacted where the CISO was charged with solving this, not only solving it, but determining what happened, why it happened, solving it and preventing it from happening in the future. And right, that was something that obviously that that individual in that company needed external help with. Chris, talk to me about Black Cloak. How are you helping customers, your customers, protect their senior executives and board members from being victims of unemployment fraud? And what happens if this form of fraud goes unchecked? Yeah, you know, I mean, the 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 best way to actually defeat 
unemployment fraud is to create a much smaller attack surface. And what I mean is not a cybersecurity attack service, but a privacy attack service. So literally going ahead and whittling down the amount of public information that is out there uh, about the executive team. That means removing data broker information, information from data broker websites on your executives and other key personnel. That also means going ahead and doing dark web, deep web assessments of their personal lives. We're not talking about the corporate mandate and responsibility area of them as an executive. We're talking about the husbands, wives, spouses, significant others, the entire family unit, finding out what is there and in some sense, solving some of that and some of those issues. It does mean also right identity theft and credit monitoring types of of uh, uh, controls as well. But really those first two are what need to happen to be able to limit the ease of access to the information that allows for someone to file an unemployment claim in that executive's name. I mean, so that's really the first key step. And a lot of it is awareness, education, and one-on-one with them in their personal lives. This is not necessarily just them as the executive, it's them in their personal lives which obviously is stretching into the corporate sphere and causing the impacts and potential impacts there into the, into the company. And if it goes unchecked? I mean, if it goes unchecked, you're looking at a few different things. First of right, me with my former CISO hat on, you're looking at a really, really hard and rough four to eight weeks in terms of figuring that out, figuring out what happened and trying to get to the, the root cause of it, then solving it once you figure out, well, it wasn't you, it was all this other information that is out there. As it relates to the company, me with a former general counsel hat on, this was the general counsel, right? Hiring, you know, using internal resources as well as outside counsel, spending a lot of money trying to solve something that quite honestly could have been remediated earlier. And it's a drain on, right? The executive's time. And we've seen board members included in this as well, their time as well. And the company ends up covering them because it's really as a result of their public role that they were thrust in this limelight. So, I mean, we're talking about time, personnel, expenses, and quite honestly, the embarrassment factor there of having the executive team impacted. Equal parts fascinating and frightening, Chris. Thanks so much for sharing your insight today. And thank you. Appreciate it, Tom. Topic's been unemployment fraud. You just heard from Dr. Christopher Pearson. He's the founder and CEO of Black Cloak. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thanks so much for your time and attention today.